I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. So, Doc, we want to hear about the new aquarium. Oh, man. I should show you a video. It's sweet. You got to put a picture with a beer in front of it so I can post it on Instagram. I, I will. No, it's pretty awesome. Monica's loving it. And you have a aquarium guy. Uh, I, yeah, I have an aquarium guy for now. I just got. I need to pick till I can pick his brain, and then I'll uh, and then I'll let him go. But I, I hired him to kind of set up the aquarium. Yeah, I have a pallet guy. You have a pallet guy. Todd's got a yeah. aquarium guy. Yeah. So Todd's like Costco. They take your product, learn how to produce it, and then boot you. Yeah, yeah. and then boot you out of there. Although I had a pool guy <laughs> when we first got our pool. Like, oh, I'll get a pool guy to begin with, and he was such a nice guy. I couldn't fire him. You so kept, kept good. So, so you're not aquarium, like Costco. Your aquarium guy and your pool guy might stick together. Your aquarium guy's going to be there forever. Doesn't Steve Ross, does he still do aquariums? He used to do that forever. I don't know if he does. I think so. Like, I get, We can get you another aquarium guy. All right. Yeah. He's like the guy that he does like Rubio's and all those places like that. Or he used to. I don't know if he still does. Carl's bad alone too. Rubio's was used to be good with aquariums. They don't even have aquariums anymore. Yeah. They went corporate. And what's going on with all the sharks and stingrays, Doc? Sightings, stingings. Well, yeah. Do you guys hear? I got hit by a stingray a couple weeks ago. At turnarounds, in fact. It didn't feel good. So basically, you know, when the water's this warm, the stingrays, they're going crazy. And so, and that's what brings all the great whites and such close to shore because they're eating those stingrays. You guys ready to start? I'm ready. Let's, Let's go. go. Herd, herd mentality. Right, here we go. Let's do it. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us this evening, we have the full team. We have the doctor. Aloha. Producer Joe. Check one, two. Check one, two. And sound guy, Tom. Pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, we are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And as always, uh, you know, that we have to remind ourselves, I think, and our listeners that we are locally and nationally and internationally recognized and renowned. That's right. School teachers by day, beer enthusiasts by night. We are lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, beer mecca within a beer mecca where it's sunny and balmy, all a little smoky. A little smoky right, right now. now. I agree. Water's warm, beer's cold, there are stories to be told. So again, welcome, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool and join us. Well, hey, now that we're teaching from home, I'm pretty much a beer enthusiast by day as well. So <laughs> I'll just tell you. <laughs> you got a t- countdown timer? Yes. <laughs> Right. And uh, no, he just wakes up and drinks. I don't know yeah. what the countdown. No, 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 that's against the rules. <laughs> that is against uh, the rules. And we know point. nothing else about the doctor. We know he is a he's a, he's a rule, rule follower. Yep, that is true. Guy. So make sure you find and follow us on social media. I like beer the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I like beer the po one. I like beer the ta one on Twitter. Visit our website. I like beer the to learn more about us and check out what we've been doing. Or haven't been doing really, but what we did. And then also some of our virtual trips as well. And then you can also sign up for the first newsletter. Yeah, it's in the works. I have a bit about our top 10 beers, about John Hole's book, Drink Beer, Think Beer, that we talk about a lot. And about some of our big time media appearances over the summer. So Yes. I also just updated the website with new stuff in the photo gallery and media story. So go to the website. Actually, people should pause. We should pause the show and so go, they can right go to the website right now. So let's wait while they go to the website. You can pull it up on your phone. It's sweet. 
Sign up for the newsletter. I'm going to open a beer right now while they're doing Yeah, let's open a beer while we wait for this. I like this. I'll take a couple drinks while we're waiting. But if you're in the car, don't open up your website, our website. Well, have your passenger. Have your passenger. Yeah, or pull over. Or pull over. Yeah. Yeah. And while we wait for them to do that, I want to give a shout out to a new listener, Job, at Fallen5 on Instagram. He's in the Central Valley, and he sent us some love. He's been listening to the show, gave us a lot of compliments. He wants to know about merchandise. He's got oh. swag on his mind. He wants to know when are they going to be. I like beer, Frank the Tank shirts. I like beer, Shawshank beer tees. That's a great question. That's a beautiful question. I don't know who's in charge of merchandise, but I sent him stickers to hold him over for now. All right. I think hey, we should form a committee. <laughs> yes. He, he also sent us an open invitation to join him for a tour of the Central Valley breweries down the road when we're ready. When it so. cools down a little bit, let's do it. Yeah. So thanks yeah. for listening, Joe. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. And hey, if we're going to shout out listeners real quick, I'm going to shout out not only a friend of the podcast, I'm going to shout out one of our guests, reoccurring guests, Damon at Yellow House Brewing. He had us over last night because he just tapped his nutty blonde and it was phenomenal. It was so good. And then he also had just tapped some of his meads. So he's trying to convert us to some meads as well. So that was pretty nice of him to have him have us over there. And uh, he told me in about, I don't know, how, what did he say? A couple about four weeks, he thinks he'll be. He's trying to make a Mexican lager, so I told him, "Well, I need to be there when he taps that as well." Yeah, so, for sure. Right. So, he invited shout out to the Damon. whole gang over yeah, for uh, exactly. barbecue. He wants to make us uh, dinner, and he wants to serve us some beer. Wow. So, wow. thank you, Damon. Yeah. Food and beer. Damon's my new favorite listener. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a there's a pretty close. good uh, battle going on for number one. Of course, we got Fireman Joe. You know, Jeff at large just asked me, are we going to have our fantasy draft draft again this year? So he's checking in with us. I'm doing some scouting right now. So good. I, I probably need a little more time. We should also thank Hen House Brewing Company. That's for right. They sent us some beers and invite us on their uh, Instagram TV show yeah. with Bob Wagner. So thanks, Bob. I'll, I'll be adding that to our website as well. And again, if you haven't had their beers, you got to check their Their beers are fantastic. And I think they're delivering right now anywhere in California. So you can get them shipped. But that, yeah, that was really cool. You can check out Bob's IGTV show live every day at 5 p.m. at Hen House Brewing on Instagram. And how, hey, Jeff, how was doing that live show? You know, doing the live part was okay. That didn't bother me so much, but being on video was uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I thought the live part would make me a little nervous. It was the video part. Yeah. I thought you held your own real well, though. Thanks. You, you looked great, Jeff. I, I watched oh, okay. it. You looked great. Oh, he's there. Oh, did you? <laughs> and I especially appreciated the part about the technical difficulties. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I had some tech. My phone was not cooperating. My phone was saying, you are not allowed to be on an Instagram TV show. And, and <laughs> then you hear Bob saying, he's trying to get on. He's almost here, which just adds to the stress. <laughs> but it was a great time. Bob's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's fun. On our show soon. We don't know anything about that. We don't know anything about that. Hopefully next time uh, he'll let me on. He, he wouldn't let me on. I don't know why he was, was freezing me out, but... Uh, uh-huh. Oh, right. You know. That's a. I'm not well, going to take it what? personal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I still drink his beers. Yeah. I was going to say, just send it's more good. beer. It's all forgotten. It's good. And tonight's beers come from Talent's recent road trip that we've talked about, where he braved COVID, extreme heat, hurricanes just to find beer for us. So, what are we going to be drinking tonight, Talent? Uh, so, I brought you guys back a um, wide spectrum of uh, options from Shiner. It's Spatzel. I'm, I'm going to mispronounce it because that's what I do. But Spatzel Brewery is the brewery, but they make Shiner. Probably their most famous is Shiner Bach. I, you can get that all over the country. But the nice part about being in Texas is, is 
they make a lot of beers. And so you can get all the different ones from the IPAs down to some of their special. Um, they have a Berliner Weiss and uh, Mexican lager and, and, and a bunch of other ones. So, And you, you didn't get to visit the site though, right? Yeah. So it was kind of a bummer. I mean, I, I, it's, it's honest, definitely. It's on my bucket list as a brewery to, to, to go to. And I was super excited to, to be able to go, but because of COVID, they're not doing any tours, which is understandable. So I'll have to kind of head back there and do it. But it's, it's a, from everybody that has been there and, and then also from everything I've seen and read about it, it looks like just like a, it's, it's a must visit brewery. I mean, it's, it's located in Shiner, Texas, and that town has a population of 2,069. You know, that's, it's, so our, our school is bigger than the nice. population of that town. So you got to imagine <laughs> that that brewery, it plays a significant role in that town. Uh, that brewery was, it was founded in 1909. So it's been brewing since 1909 and Cosmos wow. Spetzel, he moved there from Bavaria. What a great name. Yeah. And in fact, that's what I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking the Shiner Cosmos Reserve. He was the brewmaster for probably half of the century of the, of the, the 20th century. And uh, they're still continue to this day to be an independent brewery. And they still brew every drop of Shiner beers in Shiner, Texas. So, and like I said, they probably have, I would say at least 10 beers that they brew on a, on a fairly regular basis. And then they have some, some uh, seasonal ones as well. Um, but again, Oktoberfests down to, uh, I missed the one I didn't get was they make a, like a similar to that kind of the stones Buena Vesa where they do a salt and lime, uh, Mexican lager. That's supposed to be pretty good. And yeah, it's, it's just, a, it seems like a really cool place. Um, and, and I know, like I said, if, if you're anywhere in the country, you can find Shinerbach and, uh, Shinerbach is one of, one of my, uh, just favorite kind of go-to beers. If I'm anywhere and I'm, I'm at a place and they have it on draft, I would definitely order a Shinerbach. So, hey, if you're driving around, like, go to a liquor store in, like, middle of Texas, will there be a variety of Shiner beers, like, more than just Shiner Bach? Yeah, yes, most definitely. So, f- to give you that, first of all, pretty much if you go anywhere in Texas, Shiner will be on tap. And it's always Shiner Bach. That's what they have on tap. But they have Shiner. Like, I actually, they had it at Costco. You go to, you know, here, like, we, we go to Costco and they'll have, like, the, the, the mix. That's the mix from whatever, Ballast Point or the mix from this. They have the Shiner, um, you know, case that's got you know, a bunch of these, and that's where a lot of these beers came from was that one. But, and then if you go to the HEB, one of the big grocery stores, you can get every, every type of Shiner there is there. It's, it's, it takes up a good chunk of, you know, if, if you didn't know, you would think Shiner was a, like a macro brewery just in terms of the, this, the amount yeah, yeah. of stuff, the amount of it that they have there, but it isn't, it's a, it's an independent brewery and, and uh, they do great job. Good, really their, their stuff's real top notch. And doc, you've got the IPA. How's that? Oh, it is juicy. In fact, it's called wicked juicy. It's a little on the hazy side. I'm, I'm liking it. It's right up the hazy train. Is that what you have also, Joe? That is what I have also, and I like it. It's quite tasty. It's yeah. a, say, a 425 for me. Yeah, I'm saying 425. Nice. Is that what you have, Tom? I do indeed, and you guys have summed it up pretty well. It's, it's a tasty, hazy, tropical IPA. I mean, it's virt- virtually crushable in my mind. And uh, so it's perfect for this time of year. I've got the Ruby Redbird, 95 calorie, tasty little light beer. Good way to start off on a hot afternoon. Nice. You got one of those too, Tom. I think you're going to enjoy that a lot. It's a little light. I mean, you can tell it's a 95 calorie beer. It's not, wow, this only, you know, but (laughs) good warm up. It's a good warm up. I'm looking forward to a next one with a little more banged for the buck. Well, we all have a beer, so how about toast, roast, and pour one out?
well, let's let's open up with some toasts. Talent, what do you have for us? Yeah, a couple quick ones, quick hitters here. So first one is the fact that it is autumn. And as we know, autumn is one of our favorite beer drinking seasons because with autumn comes Oktoberfests and the Marzans and, uh, and all of those types of beers. And so I think for us, it's, it's uh, who's putting them out, where we can get them. Um, actually, I, Shiner has one right here. I, th- I have, I'm going to drink one here later tonight. Uh, theirs, I think you have one of those as well. I do. And then uh, also wh- where we can get them locally. Yeah. Cheers to autumn and, and Marzans and Oktoberfests. And then the other one is another local brewery here, uh, which I think is kind of cool news, is Mother Earth. And uh, they've partnered up with a, a company called Hoppy and Baja. And Hoppy and Baja is a, a Mexican, Baja's premier craft distributor. So they're going to now uh, enable Mother Earth to distribute their beers in Mexico. So very cool. They're nice. kind of launching this month. So shortly you, um, you will be able to buy Mother Earth beers. I, I'm assuming probably their, some of their core beers. Uh, in Mexico. Um, and they said actually that the footprint includes uh, Northern Baja, so TJ and Ensenada and Rosarito, Mexicali, Tecate, but we'll, we'll extend actually down even into Mexico City and Guadalajara and Monterey, uh, Saltillo, Hermosillo, and Morelia. So I would bet it, as it continues to spread and, and that kind of stuff, you, at some point you'll probably be able to get uh, Mother Earth almost anywhere in Mexico, which is, is pretty cool. Imagine what being in Mexico City with a Cali Creamin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They would call it Baja Cali Creamin. Uh, no, maybe not. Nice. <laughs> no, what's the translation? Mother Earth, Madre Tierra. They actually Tierra have Madre? Tierra. Yeah, Tierra, Tierra Madre, and they already Tierra have Madre. that. Isn't yeah. that their their Mexican lager? Is called? That's your Mexican lager. That's right. Yeah, that's what their there lager is called. So there you go. Two great toasts. Thank you. I have a quick toast. I I'm going to toast the fastest. I'm pretty sure the fastest growing podcast in the nation right now. And I, you guys, I'm sure you've listened to it. I like beer, the podcast. Wow. Wow. Went over 8,000 downloads. Holy so cow. I'm, I'm oh, sure right. no podcast has done that wow. in the time no, we have. No. Look, no, no, I'm going to no. go back yeah. and, and uh, repeat Today. what I stated earlier, locally and internationally recognized and renowned. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so to, I like beer, the podcast. Nice. Cheers. Thank you, listeners. Cheers. I got a quick toast. I'm going to toast freaking football is back, baby. Are you ready for some football? Woo! It was nice watching some football. That was some sloppy ass football, though. But it was still fun care. to watch. It's football. Baby. I actually made it more interesting because you really didn't know where things were going to go. Because that was some. That looked like there wasn't a whole lot of practice or. or but I don't no, care. Uh, Football's back. Yeah. It's a gladiator oh, no, I, sport. I'm all People for it. Crushing each other. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And I got a toast to interior decorating. Nice. Uh, condo in Florida. Uh, up for sale. Owner sadly passed away, but before passing away, he had met his, uh, reached his dream of, of his own interior decorating style. He completely covered every wall surface and many of the ceilings. I think all of the ceilings, all of the wall surfaces, and including crown molding in crushed or full Budweiser beer cans. Nice. <laughs> you, you take a picture of this thing. Every space is. Bud, it was his favorite beer, so bless him. Not my favorite beer, but good for him. Yeah. <laughs> every well, they say- every wall, every ceiling, including crown molding in Budweiser beer cans. Uh, the condo went up for sale for $111,000, and they 
quickly had to bring it down quite a bit. Oh, I thought there was going to be a bidding war. <laughs> yeah, right, that's you're what looking I thought. for a place in Lake Worth, Florida, and you're looking for <laughs> a condo, and you're a big fan of the King of Beers. There's a realtor who's who's looking for you. I said a man's home is his castle. You should be able to decorate it whatever way you want. Right, right. It's King unique. Of beers Baby, it's one of a kind. They just need that's to find right. the right buyer. That's right. You know they're out there. Yeah, just matching them up. That's realtor's job. I got a quick one too on the sports train here. I know doctor has been touting the Padres. Well, as of the time of this recording, the Padres have, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, the second best record in all of baseball. And if they were in any other division besides the NL West, they'd be in first place, but they got the, you know, what Dodgers in front of them. So here's the Padres. There's no way they can, there's no way they can, uh, not make this, you know, it kind of reminds me in Cheers when uh, Cliff was on Jeopardy and every category <laughs> lined up. You're like, there's no way they can, he can blow this. There's no way he can lose this. <laughs> That's where the Padres are right now. This is all theirs for the taking. That yeah. is very Nothing true. Nothing can go wrong. Nothing. I think we're lucky. It's what is it? It's like a 60 game season this year. I think they can, maybe they I'm can do it in a 60 it while game. It lasts. Yeah, it's a, it's a sprint. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. They Ed. will. They're the most exciting team in baseball. That's true. I propose MLB does a shorter season every year from here on out. (laughs) I think, let's be honest, I think MLB just doesn't do a season and just goes straight playoffs. Everyone's in the playoffs and you just play. It's so much Uh, more exciting. NBA can do that too. I'd be just fine. I agree. NBA plays way too many games right now too. So I agree with you. (laughs) Well, let's head on into roast. What do you got for us for roast, Talent? First of all, I'm going to go with roast, or as I like to call them, tired of winning. So here's what I've got. I'm going to roast what are uh, celebrity divorces because celebrity divorces are typically messy, um, especially when you're talking about ones that involve a a lot of money. So this is a billion dollar divorce um, that is occurring uh, between Dr. Dre and his wife, Nicole Young. So here's what she's claiming. Okay, she's claiming that she needs two million dollars a month in spousal support from Dr. Dre. Oh. Yes, $2 million a month. Just just get your head around that figure for a moment. She's also claiming, obviously, they had a prenup, but she's saying, hey, he, um, it's invalid because he ripped it up in front of her. So I guess that's what the courts will decide that. Oh. But here's what here's how the $2 million break down. So for those of you keeping score at home, you figure out what you spend on these things, and you let me know how this fits. Okay. But so, All right. Let me get a pen. Yeah, get a pen. Uh, so let's make sure my math works out here. So laundry and cleaning, she's looking for $10,000 a month for laundry and cleaning. Right. <laughs> I mean, that... that that one seems pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Yeah, I'm down to like five thousand yeah, a month right now yeah. because <laughs> right, right. nobody cares. I agree. If you right now we're only doing laundry like once every couple of weeks, so it's probably less. No, I but am a fashion plate. You are. You are. So so then you'll appreciate this next one because you'll appreciate this next one. So her clothes budget is one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars a month. Oh my god! So, a month. Uh, a month. A month. Yeah, we're talking about much. this is all a month. This is all a month. That's, that's right. too so, much. That's so too, that. That's thirty-five thousand too much at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then, well, I mean, think about the brewery shirts you get. Wait a minute. Time, time, time out. Time yeah. out. Go ahead. Time out. If you're spending that much a month on new clothes, why are you doing so much laundry? Yeah, oh, that's, see, that's a very ah. bad point. Oh. We, we yeah. should send that. that is I'm going to say it should be 80000 a month total, laundry and new clothes. you got to live on that. Sorry. That's right. Do it. That's, that's, that's it tough. That seems that's hard. It's yeah. doable. It is tough, but it's it doable. Yeah. She's, times um, are tough. She's got to cut corners. And then... The next one, I think we can all appreciate that is education, uh, which is tuition and living expenses of $60,000 a month. 
That's so a lot she's, of learning. She's spending a lot less on education than she is on her clothes um, for her <laughs> children. So you can see where her priorities are. Okay. This next one, this is an area where we start to getting into a little bit of a gray area. So her entertainment uh, request is that uh, she gets $900,000 a month for entertainment. Um, so almost a million dollars a month. What is there to do right now? <laughs> I don't know, but that's a lot of movies, <laughs> a lot, lot of Netflix, of yeah. uh, but $900,000 a month. No, I think those are strippers. It could be. Um, and then next is, and I mean, this is, you, you got to commend her for this, is uh, charitable con- contributions. Uh, she likes to give out $125,000 a month in charitable <laughs> contributions. So I think she tries to maintain that. That's good. A lot of charities are counting on her for that. Her mortgage is is $100,000 a month. So she needs $100,000 for her uh, so she month. She spent more on clothes than her mortgage. Than her mortgage, right. So yeah. priorities, again. Um, and then this is probably the best one, to be honest with you. Because again, think, this, is, this is hands down. This is the last one, but also the best one. Uh, she is requesting for her telephone, cell phone, and email uh, $20,000 a month. What? That's yeah, yeah that's a, exactly. So I don't know what kind of data plan she's on or what kind of yeah. internet she has, but I would assume at twenty thousand dollars a month, like everybody just shows up at your house. There's no Google; they actually come to your house and like right. teach you within your house. Like, tw- think about what what we all, what you pay for your cell phone each month yeah. and your email she, stuff. She has her own month. cloud where stuff is stored. Yeah. Just I'm for sorry. Her. Yeah, she just has to figure out how to make that fit into the nine hundred thousand dollars a month entertainment. Entertainment, package. right? Yeah, I agree. She just has to find a way. Yeah. So. No, ILB has a ten thousand dollar a month plan. I think she'll like. Oh yeah. Shout at it. Call it our so anyway, celebrity so, plan. So that's my roast right now. I'm just finding it hard to believe that it's she's gonna. You know, it's very tough not to live Man, on. Uh, I feel for less her. than than two million dollars a month. I feel for her. Yeah. What? Is, yeah. That's that's tough. <laughs> and you think you're I mean we look outside and the sky's full of smoke. We're right. in a pandemic. Right. You know, we've got all of our social unrest going on. And then you think you've got the world's problems on your shoulder. You feel like Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the hill. Right. And then you hear her story and you're like, I've got it so good. I because there's someone like so didn't I mean, uh-huh. selfish me yes. never even considered that nice. perspective of what hardship. Uh, she may be heading toward. Facing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's tough. Thanks for putting that all into perspective for me. That's that's good. <laughs> yes. yeah. Excellent roast. Are we ready for pour one outs? Because that that roast was was about as good as they get. Yeah, that was a great roast. I think yeah. we need another beer. We need another beer yet? Uh, <laughs> you, you want a beer to pour something out with? Yeah, we should do a pour one out beer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So everybody, grab another shiner. All right, let's do it. Let's all grab a beer and think about how we could survive on a $900,000 a month entertainment budget. You know, I'm a cheapskate. I can honestly get by a $900,000 a year entertainment. I'm just thinking of all the beers you could buy at $900,000. Actually, beers, you just go in and buy a couple of breweries. Breweries, think. yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking that if I have a hard time actually spending that much. Yeah, exactly. I might end up with a couple dollars left over You'd to have- go towards my laundry and cleaning. Doc would have two aquarium guys. Man. All right. Well, I'm going with the Marzan, the Oktoberfest. Which one are you going with? I'm going with the Oktoberfest, the Marzan. Oh. Well, then I'm going to go with that too. Which I've been excited about since our toast about autumn. Me too. Here's the autumn. Looks like they try to follow a traditional recipe and certainly a beautiful looking beer. Oh, that's nice. Again, I'm very much on the light side, which I'm appreciating yeah. today. Yeah, this is definitely a very much lighter. 
of some of the Marzans we had last year that were were hopped up a little bit or had a little more medium body. This is a very light bodied, but it's it's perfect for today. And it's super smooth finish. It's not not you can drink a bunch of these ones. Right? A lot of times you have them and they're, they're yeah. pretty heavy. Sadly, and, I was only given one. Sorry, I only had two. So there's <laughs> <laughs> that. Five point seven. So I've jumped it up quite a bit from the Ruby Redbird that was weighing it at four percent or something. So I'm moving up. I'm moving up the line. Challenging yourself. That's right. Step by step, bit by bit. All right. So we've got the Oktoberfest. Tom, what did you open up there? I have the Ruby. I think you're going to enjoy that. It's tasty. Because I know you're a big fan of the McMinimins Ruby. Yeah. So it's like a light version of that. So a Ruby Ultra? Yeah. Yes. And Joe, what'd you what'd you get into there? Uh, the Bohemian Black Lager, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's I actually I'm love saving it. that. I'm saving yeah. that for last because I'm really mm. excited about that. And Doc, what do you have there? Uh, I ran out of Shiner Box, so I'm drinking Buffalo Bayou. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's out of Houston, Texas. That happened. That happened. It's a Crush City IPA, and it's pretty yummy, pretty crushable. Thank you, talent, for all the great beers. Tell, tell us about Buffalo Bayou. Do you do you go there or what? Yeah, we did. We uh, we talked about it a little last week. It's a great brewery in in Houston. I've said it's, it's like four stories. One of the coolest places I've been to as far as just the, the ambiance there. And we had we got this table out on a on the patio that overlooked the skyline of Houston, and and their beers are great. Nice. Well, we got a beer to pour one out. So what do you got for us, talent? All right. Well, I'm again keeping with the I guess autumn. Actually, kind of autumn and winter. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sad to say that, uh, you guys all know the candy peeps, you know, that marshmallow spongy candy peeps. Well, that the company that produces peeps, uh, is saying that it's holiday themed marshmallow treats will not be in Halloween candy no. baskets. So what? I know, I think last time I, I canceled or I poured one out for Halloween or then I brought it back cause, cause LA was like, Oh, we're not going to have it now. We're going to have it or whatever else. Well, there's not going to be any peeps. And then actually they said that they're not going to even do Christmas peeps either. And then they tripled up on it, and they're going to skip Valentine's Day as well. They're going to so, still do the peeps for Easter, right? That's Easter what they're doing. They're, that they're, because yeah, of it, yeah, they're, yeah. they're putting all their effort into peeps yeah. uh, for Easter. So uh, yeah. those of you that eat... Uh, Hold their yeah. effort into Easter peeps. Easter peeps, right. Easter peeps. So um, we're pouring one out for all the other holidays. Oh. Basically, peeps in 2020, no more. You can't get them, and you're not even going to get them for Valentine's Day. I'm sure for some people, that'll be terrible. But you will be able to if you can hold out long enough. Get them for Easter. Well, good thing. Good thing I have a case of them from like 1995. Yes. So and they're, they're probably still good. Still good. Yeah, yeah, they're still good. What was that? What was that, Jeff? How does that affect Mrs. Dre's budget? How much of her budget went into was peeps? going to peeps? That's a great question. On that, I would, I don't know where you would put that in. I, whether that would go under entertainment or is that part of her? I don't. I don't even know where it would go. But she will be. She'll have more money in her pocket for other things right now. Okay. Um, okay. But the other part of it too, and I, I don't mean to pile on guys and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but that same company says that it is not producing seasonal varieties of uh, hot tamales uh, or Mike oh. and Ike fruit candies. Oh, so, they make those? What's yeah, they the make problem? those as well. I don't, apparently COVID, COVID hit and they just decided, screw it. We're not making any of that stuff until 2021. Um, and we're not making any season. They, they're, they're really anti-holidays right now and they're not going to make them for anything but Easter. All candies I don't care about as long as chocolate's still coming. Yeah. Well, I so far we're not pouring one out for chocolate, so I think you're okay there. Good, 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 good. Keep it posted. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. 
Hey, we're going back to a segment that we have not uh, visited in a while, and you know, people are screaming for it. All eight thousand downloaders were saying, "When when's it coming back?" Yeah, I heard that actually. In our quest to be an educational podcast, to be your go-to educational podcast, uh, we're tapping our inner Cliff Clavin, and we're heading back to. I bet you didn't know. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. All right, today's I Bet You Didn't Know is based around a very common feature, the little plaster garden gnome. You know, the one tall red conical hat, long beard, plump little fella sitting in a bed of flowers? Yep. I bet there are a few things you and the listeners didn't know about the garden gnome. Turns out the garden gnome has quite a storied past. I actually ran across four different stories about garden gnomes in a week, which just seemed odd anyway. Was it a slow week? It it was the week where we were in the competition for the uh, best in the podcast bracket. Oh, okay. And and so I started listening to all these podcasts and there were all these different ones that kept showing up about gnomes. And then there was something in the New York Times about uh, gnomes. And I thought, okay, all right. I'm interested now in the gnome. I didn't know that was something I could be in. And it turns out the garden gnome has a storied past with some mysteries. Wow. So starting with the name gnome, some scholars believe it comes from the Greek gnosis, which means knowledge. And others argue that it comes from the Greek word for earth dweller, which is gnomos. To me, the more interesting fact is that there are scholars researching and de- having linguistic debates about I'm that. That's both yeah. puzzling and debating. I, I hope and delightful. I, I like to think that you know five or six hundred dollars of federal money has gone into that just to enrage someone somewhere that we're spending taxpayer money on that. I don't know that we are, but I like to think that we are. <laughs> the Swiss philosopher, physicist, alchemist, thinker extraordinaire. Paracelsus called the little earth-dwelling creatures gnomi after the Greek word gnomes. Is that the plural? So that, yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think that so. That probably makes the most sense. That dates back to the 1500s. So that goes a way back. But the garden gnome and that garden sculpture set up to protect crops and flowers, what have you, dates back to ancient Rome and even earlier to the ancient Greeks and the Greek gods. Sculptures of varying gods were displayed in gardens not just to protect the gardens from trespassers, but to increase fertility. And one of the most popular of the little statues in the garden was a little minor deity named Priapus. Now, Priapus was small in stature, quite ugly, but he had a single defining trait. Can you guess what made our little guy Priapus stand out so prominently in a crowd? He had a large penis. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> he sported an enormous, always at full attention, erection. His statues almost always came with a little inscription, a poem that became known as Priapeia. And in the poetry, Priapus's phallus was identified in a number of ways. Sometimes it was referred to as a column or a pole or a spear or a club, a cypress tree. And it often had very specific measurements and girth thought that was interesting that the poetry would be so specific about that. Now, the poems were usually stark warnings about what Priapus would do to anyone or anything that unlawfully molested the garden. 
And those threats were of a singular kind, being that Privus <laughs> only really had one tool club, with yeah, which he yeah, could accost club. trespassers. One tool, I like that. A club <laughs> or a spear yeah, or a club. Or, yes. A vigorous sodomization was oh, often oh. the promised punishment. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. But it but pretty much the filling of any number of your holes with his cypress oh. tree was Priapus's warning to trespassers in the Priapeia, the poetry. And I, I Went and looked. Then I was down that rabbit hole of having to look up some poems and look up some oh, lines. I thought so you said you were looking at yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. No, I'm a word guy. I wanted to. Gnome porn. I, I didn't know gnome porn was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I knew that. You didn't know that? Gnome porn was a thing. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think Travelocity grabbed that gnome? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll never be able to look at a Travelocity commercial ever again. <laughs> <laughs> What's he hiding? I'll tell you what he's hiding. (laughs) Maybe it's under the hat. Here are some lines of poetry from the ancient Greeks in their gardens next to their their garden gnome Priapus. I warn, they don't rhyme because we've been, of course, translated them. I warn you, my lad, you will be sodomized. You, my girl, I shall futter. And for the thief who is bearded, a third punishment remains. (laughs) If that doesn't scare you, this one might. If I do seize you, you shall be so stretched that you will think your anus never had any wrinkles. This is poetry yes, in a garden. Like yeah. And poetry an educational in a garden. garden poetry. I, I don't know why I didn't have, why didn't we have these poems like when you were in your, I'm sorry, Jeff, your high school English class. And they said, bring in your favorite poem. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I got a great it's one. It's a little let garden sh- poem. I, yes, Perhaps little, let's pour some tea and read it. Yes, yeah. let's talk about this. Here's another one. Why do you, watchman, hinder the thief from coming to me? Let him approach. He will return more open. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) One more. If a woman, man, or boy thieve from me, she shall pay me with quaint. Him with his mouth. And that one with his arse. Whoa. Whoa. I will never look at a garden gnome again with the same... So the stout little Priapus. Stout. He may have been stout. The, yeah. <laughs> he was our precursor for the garden gnome as we now know him and love him. In the 1500s, Paracelsus proposed gnomus as having magical abilities, but he always made a point in all the, all the writings there are about how ugly they are, which just seems kind of mean. And then they became, they started to be known as grotesques instead of gnomes. And, of course, in the 1500s, they had to remove the connection to the phallus because that wasn't going to stick around, so to speak, in prudish Europe of the time. I'm wondering if that's where the hat comes from. Tell, I think you need to, next time you brew a stout beer, you got to yeah. have a gnome on the label. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> no, exactly. Priapus stout. Yeah, I like it. No, that's got to happen. So we're going to move into the, 18th century here where the gnome starts to become decorative with kind of what we would expect of a gnome garden gnome now german sculptor philip greibel is credited with creating that form of the gnome the red hat and all that in 1800s uh his family gnome sculpting business dates back to the 1800s and is currently up for sale so oh, wow if this is a you know scratch a certain itch i want to check out or you have nine hundred thousand dollars in your entertainment budget each month. 
was I could buy that or I could buy that Budweiser condo. So I don't no, know. That's a good call. Yeah. yeah. You could buy the condo and then put you have gnomes on the put outside. Gnomes Budweiser yeah, 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 that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, don't limit your thinking on this. Yeah. You think about and then curb little appeal. poems all around for yeah, anybody who might interest. Awesome curb appeal. <laughs> Right. Neighbors will be delighted. Uh, gnome garden sculptures became all the rage throughout Europe and over here in the in the States, all the way up into the uh, 19s, 19 teens. But then the world wars came and gnomes hit an all time low because they were so tightly connected to German culture. The Germans took to gnomes like Priapus to a nymph, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I wrote that. I wrote that down. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, gnome, so gnome humor is a good yeah it's yeah. Funny. yeah it's around yeah, the that. world wars having uh yeah, yeah, decorations yeah. that proudly displayed your uh, you know a germanic symbol uh went out of favor there for a little while until disney came out with snow white right boom and then with the popularity of snow white here come the gnome came marching back more recent history this is one of the things i, I heard about on a podcast the gglf in the 1990s uh, the Garden Gnome Liberation Front was founded in oh, France. Okay. Uh, with the aim of freeing gnomes and letting them travel. Did not even know that was an issue. Right. Thank you for enlightening us. Yeah, yeah. No, we've been working on it for a while. That's what the GGLF. Yes. Gnomes during these times were kidnapped or what they would call gnome napped. Nice. And they would take them out of yards and then they'd take them on journeys and return them weeks or sometimes months later with a travel journal and photos yeah. to show what the gnome did on their liberation. Yeah. That's, that's where that comes from. Interesting. I don't know that I just made that up, but yeah, but it sounds really good. <laughs> so while in the early 1990s, while we were grunging out watching Seinfeld gnomes were being liberated all throughout Europe, missed out on that one. Yeah, we did. That's uh, not all of us. It's too bad. Yes. No, okay. <laughs> some, some some of us were at the forefront. Yeah. At the forefront of writing gnome poetry uh, yes, and trying to bring gnome yes, poetry yes. back. Joe. Uh. In France, gnome sanctuaries have been created for liberated gnomes that don't want to return to their garden enslavement. And then I found out there's something similar going on in Oregon. Oh, well, why not? There's an Oregon-based organization called Just Say Gnome. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a little... They have a less aggressive approach. It's a very passive aggressive. It's a very Portlandia approach. Instead of gnome napping, members of the Oregon Gnome Liberation Front just leave a strongly worded letter uh, on the gnome uh, to tell the owners about how cruel and callous they are by keeping their gnomes captive in a yard. Yes. True. But their gnomes are protecting the yard. Is that not the case? I, apparently not. I haven't read one. Of the, I did actually look for one of the strong, an example of one of the letters, and that was not did not show up. You know, but they did. Are, they, these are little gnome facts, by the way. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> they are little gnome. They facts. also provided a link, though. That they did have a link about gnomes without homes, which is a place to help owners find their missing gnomes if they oh, did get yeah, that, gnome napped and didn't return. Yeah. That is important. Right. A happily returned gnome who's content and at peace in his... So this sort of answers that talent for a gnome that is happy in their garden. Uh, they, they say they those gnomes have a Zen essence and you can meditate with them. And a, and a gnome mantra is called a gnome ohm. Oh, I thought you were saying they, they had a very yeah. large column or spear. I thought you knew they were happy. I thought, yeah. I thought you were going to bring it full circle there yeah. and come back to that's how you can always tell if a gnome is happy. Just yeah. check out his club. 
You, oh, so, that would be funnier, but I'm yeah. just telling you the oh, okay. facts as, as okay. I know okay. them. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're not embellishing That's here. Funny. No embellishment. <laughs> oh, then I found another one. Names in gnome culture take on much deeper meaning than names in our culture. Apparently, gnome culture is a thing. They're not just identifiers. A name for a gnome is part of their soul, which led me to something very Dungeons & Dragons nerdish, which was a gnome name generator. Interesting. Nice. And I could not help but myself right. but to run your names through oh, the known name generator. Yes. So, Doc, I start with you. Ran the doctor through and came out with Vodpunas Mess. Nice. Yes. Vodpunas is your first name, Mess. That means Vodpunis extremely mess. messy column. Yeah. That's yeah. what it means. <laughs> but there that. is medicine for that, so you're okay. Yeah. I resemble that fact. The talent came out as Quird Zuntiming. Quirred something. I think zumting. I used that on my fake ID. Yeah, college. I think you did. Actually, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Producer Joe comes out as Krillet Frang. Yeah, yes. oh, that, I can see that. Sound guy Tom comes out as this one's a little hard to pronounce. Well, Pushmont Gams. Yeah, push my gams. Push my yeah, gams. push the gams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll push my gams. Push slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Push my gams. Influencer Jeff comes out as a cobrot susp. A cobrot susp. I'll send you those. Yeah. In case right, you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case you're thinking about name changes. This is getting a nameplate. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Right. Now, currently, the garden gnomes take on a new, more scandalous reputation. According to the New York Post, garden gnomes have taken on a, a newer symbolic purpose on American front lawns and porches. The garden gnome may be a secret signal that your neighbors are swingers. Oh. <laughs> I actually just heard that. Yeah. That's what... <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah, a lot of sense. Think about yeah. it. No wonder people it's are coming a, by. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No they wonder you have that extensive gnome collection, Joe. <laughs> I thought you just collected them for their clubs, but now. <laughs> yeah. yeah Priapus is it's all coming back to Priapus. It's Priapus, all coming right? together. Yeah. yeah. And I've been wondering why people yeah. are knocking on my door every other night. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Okay. Did you see York- my home? It's good, protecting my garden. <laughs> <laughs> Can I read you a poem? Yes, please. <laughs> so according to the New York Post, uh, swingers are using them to subvertly advertise to other would-be swingers by posing a little priapus out there for an astute onlooker who knows what they're looking for. Uh, but before you get too weirded out about your neighbors and their garden gnomes, uh, the article listed just about Anything that you'd find in a front yard is a possible swinger sign. Right. You have or, a door knocker. That's a sign. Right. You, you close your garage door three quarters of the way. That's a sign. Uh, oh, you shoot. Most uh, of my neighbors you, are swingers then. Yeah, <laughs> especially, yeah, when you, get, especially when it's hot yeah. and warm. All of my right. neighbors are swingers yeah. now. You can see your hot tub from outside the, the front yard if you, at the right angle. That's a swinger. But just remember, maybe it's just a nice old lady who loves Snow White. So well, That could be a bit embarrassing if you show up for yeah. the party. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. knock on the door with a gnome there and it's yeah. it's a 90 year old woman yeah i don't know or man yeah. i mean either way i mean not, well not that we're gonna i say them. read him the poem and see what that's happens right. next. And see what happens yeah. that's right it's uncomfortable but you get through it you know you get through that right yeah so there you have the storied past and present of the garden gnome and now you know only now you know the rest of the story good now you know yeah, I found some good gnome jokes. Ready? I'll be quick. What does a pimp gnome use to make his money? A call his column. Come on, that's an easy one. Wait, the garden hose. Oh, <laughs> that's another one. They didn't. Call oh, that. that's good. Oh. 
I had no idea gnome jokes were a thing. Oh, what yeah. else you got? Okay, there's so many. All right. Why are gnomes always laughing when they run? Because the grass is tickling their underarms. Or the grass is tickling their balls, whichever you want to know. <laughs> or the grass is tickling their spear. <laughs> All right. I like this one. What do you call an all-gnome skydiving team? <laughs> A new version of the lawn darts game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what kind of cancer do gnomes get? I don't know. Melanoma. Oh, should have guessed oh, that one. Huh? That's not yeah, as good. That, that yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll 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 end with that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I'd go one more. Yeah, I would. I would maybe come up. Wait, wait, one one more. All right, I got that. I got that one. Yeah. When is a gnome not a gnome? When he's up a fairy skirt, he's a goblin. <laughs> 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 you had to have one more. Uh, that's, that's a, a better one, one to end on. Yeah. All right. Oh, one oh. Uh, oh dear. You got anything else for us, Doctor? That must have been an interesting afternoon. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, Jeff. Or an interesting two or three days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it, it down was the pretty much uh, uh, one more thing, one more thing. Then I'd hear a podcast. And go really? There's I didn't even know. All right, now we'll check that out. So I felt I, I needed to share. I will, I will never I, actually, it's really funny when we purchased our house, the only thing that the person left here was a garden gnome in the backyard. Oh. And I think it's still in the same spot back yeah. in this corner, but I'm going to go now and really check that garden gnome and, out. Cause I don't oh. know if it was a signal that they were swingers. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was. I'm going to go look for a club or a, can, or a, can I uh, ask you to do this for me, please? Yeah. What's can that? Please take a picture with some shiner around and, it, oh, for, I will, so I, I will if, post that when we release right. this episode. If I can find it, I will do it. I think it's, oh, it's in the there back. somewhere. Yeah, I know That's somewhere. And then if I, you take I a little poetry book out there, some short shorts, yeah. and he'll yeah. show up. All right. <laughs> and then I'll read it a poem, and we'll get it going. For Kim and I, if you just didn't put it in your front lawn, that'd be awesome. Yes, I will. I will. Be, it'll be, <laughs> Joe, it'll be out on my front porch. Sit, signs will be set up for you. Don't worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> Along with my garage door will be three quarters up. Good. That's, the, uh, that's perfect. So, yeah. that's just perfect. as a backup, just in case you missed the first line. Doctor, you know what we're waiting for, right? Oh, do I? Gnome or not a gnome? Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, the hoppiest game show in podcast land. I'm your host, Doctor. For those beer not a beer first timers, here's how this game works. I'm going to name four beers. Got it? Four beers. Three are real beers, and one is not real. It's what I thought of while I was dreaming about gnomes. <laughs> Who uh, hasn't dreamt about a gnome? Yeah. Okay, so ready? Out there, people in podcast land, I'm going to name four beers. You find the beer that is not a beer. And no, I did not find gnome beers. That was a, that was a t- would have been a challenge. Too tough. Yeah. Today, Too tough. these beers have to do with what I'm excited about lately was, are you ready for some football? Here we go. So these are football-themed beers. The first beer is Dallas Sucks, a pale ale anti-tribute to the Cowboys. Beer number two is Quarter Bock Sneak. Get it? Quarter Bock Sneak. Yeah, yeah. Beer number three, Cleveland Brown it. Ale. Cleveland Brown Ale. And beer number four, a tribute to Marshawn Lynch, Yeast Mode. Yeast Mode. You got it? Four beers. Dallas Sucks, Quarter Box Sneak, Cleveland Brown Ale, and Yeast Mode. 
Are you ready for some football beer, not a beer? Producer Joe, tell me, which beer is not a beer? This is a great offering. Uh, I'm going to go yeast mode. Yeast mode. Producer Tom says... Dallas sucks. Dallas sucks. Jeff, the influencer. Oh, these are these are good. And I was actually looking up Dancing Gnome Brewery. Because <laughs> 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 I just had to know. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, Yeast mode's got to be a beer. That's just too good. It's got to be from Seattle. Uh, quarterback just seems the quarterback one that just seems like something the doctor would would quarterback. That, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just too good. You made sneak. that up. All right, yeah. and talent. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing. Quarterback sneak. Quarterback sneak. Well, here you go. Dallas sucks. Really is a beer. It's a pale ale made by Ware Bucker in Easton. Pennsylvania, it's not even a, yeah, obviously it's not going to well, be it's a Philadelphia. Texas beer. Philadelphia. Yeah, right. yeah, right. And none of you chose Cleveland Brown Ale. It is a beer by Great Lakes Brewery, the big brewery in the Great Lakes area. Yeast Mode is a beer by Shoestring Brewery. Uh, it's a black Cascadian dark ale. And the beer I made up while Jimmy of Gnomes was Quarter Box Sneak. Oh, it was really good. Isn't it? That's a great name, Thank though. You. That is a great name. Someone should make a beer that's called that quarterback sneak, though. If I had a nine hundred thousand dollar a year or month uh, budget, I would help you make sure that that beer became a thing. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. This has been another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Join us next time to see if you can choose which beer is not the beer that the doctor made up. See you next time. I'm going to go out here. I've been looking at the Dancing Gnome Brewery website, and I'm going to say it's the worst brewery website I've ever seen. I don't, their beers may be wonderful, but their website sucks. Where is and it? And their names don't have anything dirty. Yeah. I was hoping they'd have at least one. Right. Yeah. The spear. The column. There. Yeah. There's all kinds you can do. Nothing. That. Yeah. The club, right? Yeah. Nobody's gnomes. robot. Yeah. No. Black Clouds, double vanilla. Where, sure, where are they wonderful located? beers. Come on, Dancing Gnome. Hire a college kid to make you a website <laughs> real quick. Hey, what do you call Jeez. a well-dressed dwarf that keeps perfect time? A metronome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, can we get one more shiner in? Yes. No, I, think I don't have any idea where Dancing Gnome is. 412 yeah, well. area code. All right, we're going to pour one place. out for them then for... Yeah. Well, you know what? Out. Maybe I'm saying all this mean stuff and maybe they're just having a really hard time with all the COVID and now I'm Good rubbing thing. a salt yeah. in the wound. Right. Oh, here, Sharpsburg. They're in Sharpsburg. Okay. They're on Main Street in Sharpsburg. Nice. Uh, where's Sharpsburg? To, exactly. I was going to say, not to be ignorant, but uh, where's Sharpsburg? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Main Street goes right through the middle of it. That's what oh, I know. Uh, that's what they say. Yeah. It's in Pittsburgh. Is it? Okay. There we are. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Come on. Wow. <laughs> Apparently not everybody. I'm going to have this this black lager, this Bohemian uh, you should, black yeah, it's lager. Pretty good. What, I, what, did you, what did you think of it, Joe? I loved it. It was by far my favorite. So I'm having the Weiss and Easy, which is a unfiltered and full-flavored wheat beer that is brewed with Texas dewberries. Hmm. And it's actually really good. It's super refreshing, uh, pretty light. Um, but I, I, I really, it's a, it's a, it's a really good summer beer. Oh, wow. It's good, that, huh? That's, that black lager is... It's tasty. It's so malty. Bake and bake. Oh, that's delicious.
I think I drank my beers in the perfect order too. That doesn't always happen, but this time today. I think you did good work. Yeah, yeah I think you did good work. That's a terrific dark lager, very malty, but it still has a, you know, it has a little hop profile, just enough hop pro- profile in there to make it a beer, a microbrew beer, you know, craft beer. Yeah. So again, I, I would say this, if you, if you're uh, anywhere where you can get some Shiner, you know, try Shiner Bach. I guarantee you'll enjoy that. And then uh, any of the other ones that they, they do a good job with their beers. What did you go with, Tom? Well, I didn't have any more Shiner Bach, so I went with uh, one of the Buffalo Bayou ones, the Wake and Bake. Wake and Bake. Turkey blonde with a little bit of coffee thrown in there. Oh, I heard good things about that last time. And, and I love the little symbol. It says, come and crush it. And it's got a star and a shotgun. Let's see if you guys can see that or not. Yeah, what's the, it's the take on the come and take it from Gonzales, Texas. That's, that's, that's great. Yeah. I heard really good things about that beer. Which is actually very close to Shiner. Texas. You can go to Gonzales and see that. And Doc, what are you finishing up with? You know, I'm finishing with the Wake and Bake too, but you know, after these uh, kind of tropical IPAs, I'm a little disappointed, mm-hmm. but I'm not a coffee guy, so I'm kind of the wrong guy to ask on that. <laughs> oh, right. That that beer got wasted on the wrong guy. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> well, thank you, Doc, once again for an amazing beer or not a beer, as always. Thank you, Talent, for braving everything Mother Nature could throw at you just to get us some beer. And most importantly, thank you, listeners, for spending an hour with us. Hope you enjoyed a couple good beers and some stories. Till next time, cheers, because right now, we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.